Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. This is a show about Star Trek. You wouldn't know it. If you listen to it, <laughs> a lot of the time. But I think I think to this this time in particular. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Today, today we're probably going to really talk about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, so when we when we first decided to do the show, we sat down at a restaurant and I said, "Hey, you want to do a podcast about Star Trek?" Because there was only one. There was a show called Make It So, which I listened to. That was um, part of the Simply Syndicated Network. It was this bunch of British people that were the first people that I ever listened to that like had a bunch of shows that they did. Um, that they were not like already famous people, and it was like right in sort of the infancy of podcasts becoming a thing. And I liked that show, and I occasionally would catch another Star Trek show, but there weren't that many. And I was like, hey, we should do a Star Trek show because I enjoy talking to you about Star Trek. And then for the first, if you really listen to the first year of our podcast, it really is like only Star Trek most of the time. And we keep going, yeah, we're going to do a season review. We're going to do stuff. And the fact is, is since then, in the eight and a half years that we've been doing this, coming up on nine, um, wow. the geek world has, has fucking exploded. Yeah, like what so happened. far beyond Star Trek, <laughs> which is not on us, man. It's like that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, think about it. When we started this show, when we started this show, um, there had not been Star Trek two thousand nine. Nope. There, there was no Discovery. Enterprise was off the air. There was no new Star Wars coming. Um, there was just like the Clone Wars on TV. Arrow and the whole Arrowverse hadn't happened. The Marvel Universe was had, was only like three movies old at this point. Like maybe the first Avengers had come out, but that was it. There was no, you know, Man of Steel had happened, but there was no DC universe to talk about. Like it's all of these things that that have, we've supplanted Star Trek with in our conversations have all come up during the show. And at the time, there wasn't that much. There really wasn't. Um, so I'm super excited, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about Star Trek today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was um, reading up on the new Star Wars movie. And, oh. um, so what did you think of Avengers? No, uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, in Star Trek news, like, it's tangentially, just a couple of things I want to, um, uh, like that I have experienced. Oh, yes. I think you would enjoy. Um, sure. That are short. How uh, was your Trek week? Exactly, sort of Trek week. Um, so, as you know, um, Mr. A does a film festival. He does the um, Lifton celebrates. Celebrate Lifton. Celebrate Clifton. What is the name of the film festival? It's okay. <laughs> Clifton Film Celebration. I knew the Clifton and Celebrate was in there. <laughs> Have it. A- Having a rough night. It's um, it's the it's the celibate film festival. No, stop it. It's Veterans Day weekend every year. Um, and it's the Clifton uh, film November eighth, ninth, and tenth this year. Uh, and it is the uh, Clifton Film Celebration. And so I will usually get to to watch some of the stuff beforehand. <laughs> and. Uh, this year in particular, there's this one that I was like one short that I was watching, uh, and it was good. And you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. And the thing about shorts that you'll always notice when you go to like in you know truly independent film festivals. I don't mean like Hollywood independent film festivals where an independent film is like only five million dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um you can see difference because obviously you have more money to spend on a short uh in the production value and all that stuff right so you t- those tend to look better than than your full lengths um in general just sort of generalization but like this is this was this was a short it looked really good 
Um, I wasn't sure I was following it. I'm still not sure if I'm if I'm positive what it meant, which is just kind of nice sometimes because you get these like, hmm, I need to give that another watch. Um, and something was bugging me throughout it. And I was like, this this guy, I know him. I really like, for some reason, I instantly like him. And I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to, but I totally do. And and then it hit me. And I was like, that's because it's Chekhov. That's Chekhov- Walter Koenig. No. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. I was like, dude, that's Very freaking cool. awesome. Very like, cool. And, and, and the thing about uh, like a short like that or something, you know, like, like you don't know ahead of time. Like this shit's not in the credits till the end. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you would see him in a film that you and I, like a, a traditional film that we would go and watch, and we wouldn't know going in. You know what I mean? Sure. So it got to be a s- surprise for me. And I was like, oh my God! And I was like, so excited. So that's really cool. It's a good movie. Um, and it's called um, Who is Walter Danzig, I believe. Or maybe it's just oh, who is. Very cool. Martin Danzig. Danzig. Who was Martin Danzig or just who was Danzig? Who is Martin Danzig? Okay, who is Martin Danzig? And obviously he he is Martin Danzig. Um and he's and it's really it was awesome. And so of course I thought of you and I was like, I gotta tell Justin. And then the other thing that was like, Oh my god, I gotta gotta tell Justin, there's a Star Wars short. There's a what? And I don't I I don't know. I like the film festival clearly states like that all the kind of stuff, the rights, the thing, that's all on y'all. We don't take any liability. <laughs> we assume you worked that shit out. <laughs> yeah. So, and it looks good. It's like stormtroopers. It's a, it's a short about these stormtroopers. And it feels well, you know, the, like the- a part of an episode. And I was yeah, like, the star- the- I've seen something Star Warsy that Justin hasn't. Oh my god! The Star Wars fan <laughs> films have been um, have been phenomenal. There have been a like for years. They were the first kind of fan films that you saw out there. Like even including, I don't know if you ever watched back on like the dawn of the internet. Did you ever see uh, Troops? Mm-mm. So right when the internet was just sort of starting, right when you could first like get video on the internet. This is pre YouTube. You like had to download it. Somebody had to send you the link and you would download it. It was called Troops. And it was essentially an episode of Cops, but it was Troops. And it followed these stormtroopers as they're walking around Tatooine looking for <laughs> the people who took the droids. And it's really, you can find I'm sure it's on YouTube. You can find oh, it. Oh, you must really, be like that, yeah. Really, really funny. It's really, really funny. So if you get a chance to see Troops, you should. I... Purchase my tickets for Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, and there's Reboot. another film. There's another film in the film festival. I Hello, I just it. said something. I, I know. Gotta but... See Jay and Silent Bob written next week. I'm so excited. Say this again. I'm going to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot next week. Awesome, I'm super dude. excited. I yes, I got my ticket. Just made me think of when we're talking about troops, and then I immediately jumped to clerks because there was stormtrooper sure, clerks, trooper clerks, which trooper was also clerk. out there. Which oh, is uh, just like clerks on the on the Death Star. Well, this was serious. This around. wasn't funny. This wasn't a funny right, short. Um, it was like a it was a serious short. And there's another one. I, there's another short that I haven't seen yet uh, in the festival. It has Anthony Rapp in it. Uh, that is also right. pretty cool. Very I was cool. just like all this geeky cool stuff. I was like that I totally have access to right now. I feel special. <laughs> I mean, obviously, cool. I'm sure there are other. There are probably in other festivals and stuff too. But I was just you know. I was excited so, for it. <laughs> so do you want to hear the best segue of all time? Sure, let's do it. Speaking of shorts, did you know there's a new Star Trek shorts treks? I know. That's actually a perfect one. That's like a sweet I th- I'm proud of myself. I was like, like I came into my I thought you were brain. actually going to come up with something clunky and horrible. No, and it just it appeared in my brain right it now. It really is And I was like, one. holy shit, fuck. I'm going to do that. I'm going to say short treks and it's going to be cool, totally smooth, and I won't come off like a freak. That's what I said. <laughs> I would do. I have succeeded in I've succeeded in fitting in socially with that segue. Everybody likes me now. <laughs> you know what would have been a more effective segue though if uh you had just said it, right? <laughs> 
just got short tracks. I'm like, speaking of shorts, there's like this, there's a like new this short show. Like if you had just said it before announcing that it was a good segue. <laughs> speaking of shorts, let's move on to Star Trek short tracks. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I'm just, like, I'm just, I've decided things are so much better when I talk that way. I'm just going to say things that way in that declaratory voice and just with no introduction. So when I pull up to Starbucks, they ask for my order and I go, Camel Macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be all, sir? Absolutely. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just wait for them to look at me and call the police again. Um, again. So there was... There, there was, was a Star Trek short track. Yes. Yes, there yes. was. Um, so, I mean, it's it's to the point now where we just go, oh, there was a Star Trek short track. So I'm like, yeah, cool. I like those. Um, there's oh, before we Star get into Trek. the short track, though, because it has Spock in it. Dude. Yes. Speaking of what? independence. So this happened, too. I was yes. on, uh, I think, Prime or was it Hulu? Fuck. I can't remember. Um. But so this is a thing I do. I um I frequently will watch actual independent films, not just because of the film festival, but like on things like Amazon, um, sure. Prime, like uh, Ninjas versus Monsters, which is not on Amazon Prime anymore, but you can find for free or, on Vudu. That's right. Ninjas oh, is it? versus Monsters on Vudu for free. Is it on? Is it watch free it. with ads on on Vudu? Free with ads on Vudu. Dude, that's Ninjas awesome. Ninjas versus Monsters. So you can watch the entire trilogy. You can watch Ninjas vs. Zombies and Vampires on Amazon. And then you can watch Ninjas vs. Monsters on Voodoo, working on Trek Off. We'll work on it. Anyway, go That's on. That's awesome. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll find like quirky, weird, like some shit that it's like clearly, like I can tell. That that's like from the, the quality of the picture, the, the trailer, what have you, that it's totally an independent. And because, as you know... Uh, Halloween is kind of coming up, so more scary movies, spooky movies, that kind of stuff is coming up. And I forget what I was watching, but then there was like, you know how Amazon, I feel pretty confident it was Amazon, Um, will go other things you might like based on what you just watched. And I think it was when I finished um, uh, Carnival Row, which was very good. Um. There was this movie, and it was like a real worldish, supernatural Briar Rose Sleeping Beauty take. And I was okay. like, huh. I'm like, oh, see, the guy seems really familiar in this. Hmm. Well, that's, I'll watch that. He's cute. And I know him for some reason. So I want to watch it. I'll watch, I'll watch that. All right. And it hits me about halfway through this movie. And I got to I got to be honest. This is not a very well done movie. Okay. Like, Fair enough. Like, like the writing is not very good. Got it. Who was it? Come on. Don't leave me in oh. suspense. Don't bear the lead. Who is it? It was Spock. It was Ethan Beck. Oh, it's this guy. This guy, Spock. This new Spock. And it just goes to show. This was like a couple of years ago. And like now he's Spock. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it just goes to show. Like, yeah. it made me so like happy in my heart place because I was like, here he is trying to do this movie that's just not very good um but he's good in it still and it was mostly like i mostly couldn't even recognize him from his face it was his voice and that's because he's like all clean like clean cut and hot and like fucking bulgy bicepy sexy in this thing you know what I mean? Ooh. Traditional Hollywood looking. Whereas, you know, as Spock, as we first see him, you know, we've up until this short, really, we've only seen him, you know, all you fucking beardy, whatever. And, I, you know, I'm not feeling that. I don't like facial hair. Uh, but like, it, and that can really mask, and he's, you know, with the ears and the, the the whole Vulcan thing, plus that, it can really kind of mask the way a guy looked. Um, and he just, it's it was his voice. And he was he was still good in it. Like I could, he was doing it's the best he could with what he had. <laughs> but it was just awesome. so awesome to see because I was like, here he was, just a you know, few years ago, doing this bad indie film, <laughs> and, and like here he is. now he's on like Star, Star Trek, Trek he's Discovery. Fucking Spock. He's fucking Spock, yeah. exactly. Like I was like, that is so fucking awesome. I was like, I got it. I got to tell about and- that. 
what, what is neat for me and 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 I'm trying not to lose sight of it because there are so there's so much of it now. I'm still trying to hold on to that. I'm still getting new Star Trek vibe that we're like I I I don't want to let I don't want to get used to there being Star Trek. So it's so exciting for me. So it's not that, like sad when it goes or Well, I don't know what it is. You know, it's it's like I want to hold on to I want to hold on to this freshness because like I don't want to lose sight of like eventually there like there there've been episodes of Discovery where I was like, "Uh, oh, it wasn't that good." Oh man, well, this one could have been better or whatnot. And I I kind of have to stop myself and go, "Hold on, dude." Like first of all, it's better than most of Voyager. It's better than most of Enterprise. It's better than Star Trek V. It's better than some of the third season of the original series. It's better than most of the first, most of the first and second of the se- season of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and better than most of the first season of Deep Space Nine. You're complaining that this Star Trek is only operating on like a C plus level. You're getting new Star Trek. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Quit your whining. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's like like there's no such thing as bad Trek, and we we got so used to it. Like the fact is, why do I rewatch Star Trek Voyager? And you've asked me this question: Why? Why would you do it, Justin? It's it's awful. Why would you do? It? Why? Because it puts me in the 24th century, and I don't have enough of the 20. I don't have enough of it. And so yeah, when Star Trek went away, I rewatched everything because. Like I wanted more of it, and there was none. Yeah, so I, and all we fa- could do was rewatch what was there. Like there was no. And- so the idea that there was brand new Star Trek this week, like, and it was like the third of a length of an episode, and it had oh, a and whole I wanted story. it to be longer. I was so like, I was like, but but wait, no, I was watching that. Well, and Can let we me take it a, more, another please? step. <laughs> Not only do I get you get like Spock is your thing; it's more than mine. You got new Spock. And for I got sake, spot, and I got number number two like uh, like number one or number two whatever you got more yourself. number one than yes. all of the number one that has ever come before yeah and, I, and that made me one. so happy I fucking can I tell you something love Rebecca it. Remain kind of sucked as Mystique she wasn't very good I didn't think she was a very good actress I'm gonna put it I, out yeah there. I didn't either. I mean I always thought she was incredibly beautiful as Mystique I always yeah, felt like but, I get why you chose her because she's wearing Lawrence a little more than over, latex I was like, and okay, color okay we've we've upgraded the acting with Jennifer Lawrence can I tell you having seen both Dark Phoenix and Star Trek Short Treks this week my hot take I am not saying that she's a better actress than Jennifer Lawrence I'm just saying the last two things that I've seen from those two actresses, I like her better in this than I like Jennifer Lawrence in Star Trek Dark and in, uh, in X Men Dark Phoenix. I'm just putting it out there. Yes. she's great. She's, she's great fantastic. Like and Spock really is great. Really and here good. I'll say this: I want to take nothing away from Zachary Quinto Spock, but I like this guy better. I do too. Um, I already had, and I, I don't I had know if he's a better it. actor. And then it's this really and this cemented it for me. This short track. Even more so. Yeah, and, I don't know that he's a better and, actor. I want to. I, oh, wait, go ahead. Are we going to spoil the fuck out of this thing? Yeah, spoilers for okay, everything good. that we're going to talk spoiler about. Spoiler right for now, all so this shit, you, know. you guys. Sorry. So I don't know about you, but I got a vibe that those two were kind of vibing. And I like that um, better than him and Ahura by a long shot. I feel like it makes so much more sense than him and Ahura ever did to me. Yeah, I I I don't mind him and her either, actually. And I don't want to take anything away from what Zachary Quinto did. Um, the Spock that he gave us was incredibly well-performed, especially in Beyond. I really liked him Beyond. And I will say this. I yeah. thought that he did a really good job in all the movies, with the exception of when he yelled Khan. Um, but he was told to do that. you know. So I, I, I don't blame that moment on him. Um, <laughs> but there's something about this guy... That I'll tell you the moment that I loved it is he is not doing a Nimoy imitation no. the way that I felt Quinto was trying to do a Nimoy imitation, except when he first beams on and he goes, he goes, what, what? Oh, okay, yes. I love for Judy. It's like, no need to and shout. Like, and <laughs> I go, but that's the shit he does in the, in the cage. Yes. That's why I loved it. I was like, what it's a wonderful way to acknowledge that that this is that Spock that 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 there's continuity there 
And the fact that she says too, like, and I love this, and he did it, he did it so well, because it was the tiniest of little smiles. It was more a hint, like calling it a smile is a fucking stretch. It was like a hint of a smile. And she said, but she remarks on it. She's like, did I see you? It looked like when you binged in, like you, like you had a, a smile, like, like you were smiling. And he's like, yeah. And he apologizes for it. It's like, it won't happen. And she's like, and they have, and they have this wonderful conversation. And that's why, I'll, and that's why I'm saying, I feel like those two as, as a couple make, just make more sense to me and it resonates more with me. And I would like enjoy seeing more than him and Ahura because especially the way they made Ahura in the movies, um, which is nothing against, you know, I love um, Zoe Saldana. It's not her, um, but like they, they made her a, a whiny girlfriend at points. And you know, there was that whole scene and that really pissed me off. I could just never see this character or the actual Ahura behaving that way. Um, yeah, and she said, and, and what I, th- what I really, really liked though about their interaction, what it made their, their vibe and, uh, f- sort of f- feel more real for me because when you watch the cage, um, she is very serious. She is very no nonsense, almost Vulcan like. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. And so when they have this little interaction in the elevator where she's like, here's the deal. Like, I'm not saying don't have some freak, but if you want to be. If if your goal is to be in command, he's like, well, that's not. She's like, oh bullshit! Like you didn't you didn't sit through this many hours of that jackass's class of that asshole's class <laughs> because you didn't want command. I'm just saying you've got to be careful about where you show it. You you gotta you know what I mean? And it was just so it was this thing where they both kind of have a little freak in them, and they shared that with each other and. You and it makes sense. It's something I could believe of the people I saw in the cage, of the characters I saw in the cage, and that the reason they're, you know what I mean, like Spock sort of is the way he is by by the time he is second in command, it and that's pretty much gone from what you can see in public. It just makes sense, and I loved that. I adored that. And he really pulled it off. And she did too. Like the both of them. Like it it was such a good short track. I fucking loved it. Every moment. So for those it. of you who have not seen it, first of all, why have you not? Um, yeah, what are you waiting for? There's not for? much to spoil except <laughs> and I guess I will leave it I'll I will leave this to you guys. Uh if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna spoil the wonderful episode, the wonderful moment that happens at the end of the the turbo lift ride they're in. There's something that happens at the very end, so unexpected, and and it's wonderful and sweet. And like 30% of the audience is gonna think it's too wonderful and sweet and not like it. And I get that. Um whatever but if you go with if but if you I'll say this. I st- I bristled against it at first. I was like, what is this? And then my heart kind of took over. If you let yourself feel at the end there's a, something very beautiful that happens in it. But the basic plot of it is that they're in a turbo lift. The turbo lift breaks down. Well, he's just arrived as, as ensign or as a science officer, essentially on the ship. Yeah. And, and, and she has said to him, I want you to ask me questions basically until I can't handle it anymore. Well, yeah, because so she was does. like, I'm surprised that I, that I haven't even heard one question from you yet. And you're supposed to be, you know, a science officer. Like that's, that's our whole thing, man. Like we're, looking for answers and you aren't even asking questions what the fuck is that you know what i mean like yeah she's like testing him and he just got there like i love that um and that yeah that's sort of the premise and then they get stuck in a turbo lift which is also fun just funny as an idea (laughs) what's also amazing is seeing him as spock in this role and seeing him so green he's clearly at a different stage in his life than the spock that you met you know on last season of discovery and that yeah. is, it, it's so kind of cool to see an actor do that, to go, yeah, but, you know, he's doing this performance after doing that performance. Yeah. So he, like, it's 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 just lovely and wonderful. And and I think she's great. And I think he's great. And I, and I think say they that, have great chemistry. And something I really like is that the one thing that the Kelvin films, that J.J. Abrams films gave us, that I think they took too far, but I like, 
is they have doubled down on the idea that Vulcans do have emotions, they just choose to suppress them. Which, let's face it, is not really how Vulcans were presented to us in the original series. As a matter of fact, being half Vulcan meant that you were more likely to show emotions since you were half human. When in fact, they you know kind of retconned that to go, no, Vulcans have very deep emotions, they choose to hide them. Well, if that's the case, then... Spock would be the most logical. It doesn't like it's it's a it's a retcon, but it's a retcon I'm okay with because frankly, and it started with Spock certainly or started with Leonard Nimoy. Certainly, I saw that a lot as we got. I think Star Trek Six, you really see it a lot. You see a a downright emotional Spock in that film. Yeah, and and I and I think that Next Gen pushed it even further with well, the Sarek episode. He, and I think he, I think by that point too, in in. Uh, Spock's life, he had come to accept his human side more and not see the emotions, um, at it like as such a defect. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, th- what I think I- we we had the impression that that early on that the you know being a, a half breed and getting that thrown in your face and 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 that. This idea that your emotions are are bad uh, and make you less logical and and inferior and all this kind of stuff. So he's got a hate on for half of himself, like a deep hate, like and that's the kind of thing that like I can I I can speak from experience. Like I've got a pretty deep hate on for myself most of the time, and it's something you work on. It's something you try to you know not have because you realize at some point as you get older. Usually, like with experience, you realize why are you hating on yourself so much? Where's that coming from? And is it, it's not healthy. It's not good. It doesn't serve you. Uh, it doesn't serve the people around you. Like it's just bad juju. And you kind of have to figure out and work on it and work on it. But the reality is, it's kind of something that sticks with you forever. You, I don't think you ever really get free of it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people do. Like, and and there's some people that are never plagued with it. I don't know. Um, but he's clearly a character who is. And the idea that he comes to a place later in his life where he's just come to terms with it, he doesn't hate on it anymore. It's like, you know, having these emotions doesn't make me weak or vulnerable, you know, or illogical or bad. They They just are. And if I can see that the positivity there it makes me stronger and it makes me me and that's not a bad thing and then i I, so i I, think that's the difference you're seeing in the two spots and i like that yeah i know i i absolutely agree with you there i would say the only thing about the episode that i was disappointed by was that when i heard there was going to be an episode called q a right before picard came out oh yeah you thought he was going to be there i remember yeah really, really really wanted it to be a q episode yeah, Mister. I was like, so he didn't get his Q. He didn't get a Q episode, did he? I was like, no. I think because because you know what, I think that introducing Q into the Picard show is not going to work with what they're doing with the Picard show. Well, what, not with the the tone they have set right now. I think it's yeah. So this would have been a great opportunity for that. I think this would have been a cool opportunity to do something like that. But you know, it's fine. It's it's it. What we got was wonderful, and I love it. Let's move on. To speaking of things coming up, let's stay in the Discovery universe. Um, we are going to watch the the trailer for Star Trek Discovery season three. Of course, we left season two. Spoiler alert for Star Trek Discovery. Um, if you have not already heard, we're not going to spoil big stuff. Uh, we might, um, but the big the big reveal at the end of Star Trek Discovery season two. This is your last chance to bail out, ladies and gentlemen. Skip ahead like twenty minutes um, because we're going to talk about it in three, two, one. Star Trek Discovery takes place before the original series until the very end of season two, where suddenly they're shot forward 900 years into the future, and we're going to see the the Star Trek universe at the furthest point we've ever seen it, and we're going to see what's really going on in the future. So uh, with that, uh, cue up, ladies and gentlemen, as, as we watch Star Trek Discovery season three, New York Comic Con trailer in three, it's one minute and 11 minutes long, by the way, if you're watching with us, in three, two, one, go. tipped over and started all of this. You believe in ghosts. What does that mean? That badge on your shirt. 
watch this office every day, believing that my hope was not in vain. And that hope is you, Commander Burner. This ship bears the name Discovery. She has carried us into the future. And it will be our privilege to make that future bright. Let's see how this plays out, shall we? Where will you go? Wherever the answers are. Whoa. So much fun. So much fun. I'm uh, I'm going to point out a couple of things to to you. First thing to to look at that um, I just want to talk about the aliens we see in this uh, in this group. First, we have a group of clearly angry looking Andorians. We do, yes. Yeah, we the, the Andorians look badass. They look ready to kill. They are pretty pissed off. It's yes, worth noting they when, they unf- when they unfurled the Federation flag, it is it only has six, not seven stars on it. So it's safe to say that the Andorians are no longer 930 years in the future have left the Federation. Um, I see her. I knew this. We knew this was going to happen, right? I see her walking with the dude from that short trek last year, right? Is that yep. him? The guy in the coat? Uh, the guy who, who discovered like. I'm not sure. Because like, he discovers the ship. Yeah, nobody he's wearing on the it. coat. Got to wonder. Um, they're, they're unfurling the flag. I'm just pulling forward. She's talking to the, the, the Federation president. She's going down into a pit. And this is really interesting to me. There's someone, and it doesn't look like Burnham going down into a pit. Um, it's a new character that I haven't seen before laying down into a big, like, watery pit with some people in all red behind her. And when I cut forward to the trailer and I look at the people in all red, if I go back, I just want to make sure that I'm right about this. If I going back to about forty, bear with me, guys. When I see her like lying in the pool, it looks like like it like they're symbionts. Like is that that's like what that? I was thinking too. That I, I there was a shot of the people in the red, and I think I saw they the, had marks on their faces. The, they the, had like like the the trill marks. Yeah, they had trill um, marks. They look like trill. So we're fi- we're going to deal with the trill on this, which is a next generation species that we're dealing with on Discovery. Something we haven't really done. Discovery I mean, has not had a bunch of next gen callbacks. So yeah, the well, they shouldn't that, necessarily because we never saw any trill. And you, you like, you get the impression that that's. I mean, especially considering the difference between the next what they look like on the next gen and what it looks by the time we get to Dax. Yeah, but we but we know that Dax hooked up with uh, McCoy. That is something that we know. How do we know that? Because in that trials and tribulations episode, she talked about it. He had a doctor's hands. Oh, <laughs> she absolutely does. Like, like Dax got together with Doctor McCoy. Because she was, ta- I thought she was just talking about. Oh yeah, you're right. But she, because she is talking about how Spock is the sexy one. Um, you know what I would love? I, I would love there just to be a, a a recut of like the script that nobody was allowed to use. Um, hey, so I so I did get forward. Yeah, they're totally trill. They're definitely trill. They're absolutely trill. What if they have? And a there's Dax? nothing else with that water pool could mean. Like that's the holy that's shit. Where what the if they have a Dax? Come from, isn't it? What if it's Dax? There's no well, reason Dax could be in this. There's no like, reason. There is Dax no reason. Yeah, that we couldn't have Dax somewhere. Oh my gosh! It'll be interesting to see. I got goosebumps. I I but I'm not gonna let the joke go. What if what if Dax just says to Cisco? She goes, "Did it ever occur to you that bones is also a verb?" And just leave it at that. <laughs> Tell me you'll ever hear him say the word bones again in the same way. Bones. Yes, he does. But- <laughs> You've got problems. <laughs> Not that that's news. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and like right right as he's reaching the moment, he's like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Stop it. <laughs> he is much more smooth than that. I assure you in the bedroom. No one's smooth in that moment. Hey, um, uh, side complete side note. And I don't, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but if you haven't watched the, the, the boys on Amazon prime to see what Carl oh, Urban can. 
Did you finally watch it? <laughs> I'm like four episodes in, and Carl. You finally see why everybody was like, "Dude, you have to watch this." <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. So as soon as we, as soon as we're done with this episode, I'm going to watch it. I think um, it's that good. It it's is, really yeah. Good. It's ridiculous. So we have, so we have, uh, we have Andorians have gone bad. We see the, we see that they're going to the, be doing something with the trill. The the trill po- are going to yeah, be possibly involved. a symbiote transfer of some kind because, like, we're. Seeing... I'm not sure why Michelle Yeoh is on here. Was she with them at the end of the last episode? I think she was on the ship. Yeah, she was on the I ship. Think she was right. still on the ship when it happened. All right, I guess that works. I mean, for some reason, I thought that she wasn't. Um, I know it's it's really looks, looks really really interesting to me. Um, I am so thrilled. I mean, it's I'm clear so it's a dark place that they're gonna make light, and it's and I and I feel like kind of the only way to do that is to go way, way far in the future beyond anything we've seen, where something happens to cause that. Um, because here's the thing, especially like like we have to get a little bit political if you want to i thought I, was, I think i know where you're going with this just because the reality is that sort of there's a pendulum to it a lot of times and you'll go through motions of and you'll think that you've learned from some shit and uh and find out that you haven't really <laughs> and make the same mistakes over and over again and and we see it happen here in our lifetimes even in a, in such a short cycle, and obviously you got to believe that as we evolve as a species, that that is that that pendulum arc is a lot smoother, <laughs> um, and it's not quite so you know back and forth so quickly. Um, but it's also makes sense that you could get so far into the future and feel so far evolved. Um, like I think a lot of us felt that we were, say, as a country, um, and then find out something happens, some some event happens that sort of shakes that up and and cracks that were there that you didn't see now have officially broke open and the shit's all fucking fucked up. Yeah, I think I think that. You know, and I think it's where they need to go as Star Trek because that's what Star Trek does. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a, you know, let's face it, as bad as things are now, um, I think those of us who are adults now and in our forties now go, "This is the worst it's ever been," and there are aspects of it we can go that it's the worst it's ever been. But you know, there are people lived through the sixties, and one must remember what was happening in the sixties in the midst of the Vietnam War. A president was assassinated. Another presidential candidate was assassinated on both of them on camera, both Kennedy boys on camera. Um, Martin Luther King assassinated riots in the streets, um, uh, a country falling apart, absolutely being torn apart at its seams. And, And in a place of, you know, they say, oh, we're headed toward being torn apart. Not like it was then. There was a level of being a torn apart then that we are still not seeing now. Um, and in the midst of that comes a show in Star Trek that is so revolutionarily optimistic that it's easy to forget the time that it was coming on. But we've done that now. We said, hey, let's put on some rose-colored glasses and look happily toward the future. The thing is, is we are now in the future of that future. Mm-hmm. And... and the idea of can we still put on the rose-colored glasses is a really good question. Um, of, of course, Next Generation came up in in a time of great prosperity, but also um, in in a time where the values that it was espousing was always it always pushed the edge of where the controversy was. Like they were still trying to deal with with matters of with, with matters of of existential humanity within Next Gen and. What I what I loved about Deep Space Nine and Deep Space Nine was dark and ahead of its time, and that Deep Space Nine seems like the show you would make after nine eleven, right? That's what Deep Space Nine. It's hard to imagine Deep Space Nine ended two years before nine eleven because it's kind of about nine eleven. It's sort of what Deep Space Nine is about. Yeah, it's weird. Um, um, and about terrorism and it, but it's you know, even Deep Space Nine revolutionary in its time to go. Hey, let's look at the terrorists as if they weren't bad guys and deal with what that does to the soul of a people and the soul of a person being two different things. Um, 
And at the end of Deep Space Nine, for as dark as it got, it's about maintaining hope in the face of hopelessness, is what Deep Space Nine ends up being about. Um, and one could say that that you know Voyager was about being in the unknown, exploring the unknown. Enterprise was good getting out there for the first time. Discovery has been in the midst of chaos from its it opens in the middle of of of, of an about to happen Klingon war. And it has been in the midst of of the world being about to crack. You shoot us forward into the future. Because we know what does happen in, in Discovery. Eventually everything gets to that optimistic world very, very soon, one would assume. Uh-huh. And you get into the future, 900 years in the future. And I think if Star Trek is going to have the relevance that it did, one of the one of the things it can be saying is, okay, things are broken, guys. Things are pretty well fucked up. <laughs> yeah, pr- things are pretty well and truly fucked. And I don't think that you need to be on one political side or the other to think that clearly what creates a what creates agreed. Like I don't think anybody on yeah, either, I mean, like, I mean, whatever like, your when, belief system is, I don't think you think yeah. our country when Obama is like everything's is just cool when, over here. When Obama's <laughs> president and somebody turns around and decides to vote for Trump who didn't vote for Trump last time, keeping in mind the numbers show that there were Obama voters who turned around and voted for Trump. Um, and when that happens, clearly some people thought that things were broken. I don't know what those things are because that's not where my political leanings are, but I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They just think that something, people on both sides think that something's off, something's amiss. What happened? What happened to us? You know, I mean, even, you know, Trump was able to run on the on the phrase, make America great again, which says, hey, there's a bunch of people who think that America's not so great. Um, yeah. And here we are. I don't think anyone thinks that America's so great. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Well, except for billionaires, but it's always yeah, great for but, them. But, it, but I think that you have- <laughs> You know what I mean? More you, or less. You have a world where everyone's just kind of like, ah, oh, things are never going to get better. Things are just going to, you know, you know, you know, either one side thinks we're going to descend into a, a, a communist, fascist, you know- you know, weirdness where the government controls everything and nobody has any freedom. The other side thinks that the world's going to burn up and, 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 and is, we're going to find ourselves in a, in a Mad Max like hellscape. And, and, you know, whether or not either of those things happen, what nobody, I don't get a sense of is hope needs to exist within it, not complacency. And, and, and there's fight behind hope. There must be a fight behind hope. Um, There must be, there must be sacrifice, and there must and that's be- the line I really like that he says in the trailer. Is it would be an honor to fight for to make this future better, and or I something think like that. that. I, I'm I'm not sure the exact quote, but it's essentially that, like to to acknowledge that there is a fight to be had, and that. That's and I want to I want to be real be clear. I, I you know I just said people on both sides, and I understand that's the, the, I'm not referencing a thing when I say that. Um, you know there clearly are bad people doing bad things, and I don't want to equivocate one side with the other. Whatever side you believe in, I'm not equivocating your problems with anybody else's. But what I am saying is that there's a there's a come togetherness that that maybe we can all agree on. Like start with what can we all agree on? We're all human beings. We all want the world to be okay for us. And if there are people that, that you care about who come after you, whether they're your children or their you know, nieces and nephews or friends or whatever, you want when you're done for the next people to, to be able to have a pretty good life. And that's pretty much as far as you can sort of think. Maybe you can think as far as head to go as, and one day my grandchildren, maybe someone out there can go, maybe one day my great grandchildren. But right now, like you can just go like I want people I want little people all, who are already on the earth to have a pretty good life. Can we just like go for that? Can we all kind of agree that that would be better than not that? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 can we agree that maybe that's possible and now all we're arguing over is the it's best way get to get there. there. It's exactly. the best way to get there and and how can we figure out the best way to get there? And those arguments can be vehement and those arguments can be you know you you hurtful sometimes and painful and people are going to have to let go of things that they like for the greater good. And some people are going to have to deal with some injustice um, in order to progress toward what will eventually be the greater good. Um, But the idea being that eventually we can all say we all want what's good and let's figure out what that is. And, and the things that we can agree on fight for those. And within there has to be the concept of hope. And that's what the original Star Trek 
was. So I like the idea of taking Discovery and going, okay, that's the original Star Trek. Let's plop it down as the beacon of hope in what is now the scary new world. And can they be a beacon of hope? And can can they be the driving force of hope that can put the pieces back together again? And look, I know there's someone out there listening right now who's going to go, oh my gosh, you just, what you just said is messed up. And, and, you know, you know, we don't need to deal with it. I know, man, I, I don't have any answers and I am not terribly eloquent and, and I fucked up what I meant to say. Um, but <laughs> hope must be Speak something. for yourself. I have all the answers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hope must be something. Be wary of anybody who says right. they have all the answers. FYI. <laughs> um, and at the same time, what I like is that this it also seems to be, you know, insular enough to also be about Star Trek. Because sometimes Star Trek being about itself is enough too. You know, there's nothing wrong with a good story told well in a yeah. universe that I love. And it Absolutely. looks like there's plenty of that. You know, fan service in there, aliens that I know um, looking like they should. It's like, I'm glad they didn't go. And now the Trill have, and we've decided the Trill will have symbionts growing out of their noses. You know, I know, like, because okay, like, we can, they're going to be glowing out of their heads through the little specks. It's gonna. Yeah, my, that's just how they look now. Like my buddy why, Russ, who played do? a Klingon with me, uh, he played a Klingon back when I did Star Trek. He was like, "So I'm finally getting around to Discovery. How did they fuck up the Klingon so bad?" He's like, "He's like beyond." He goes, "He goes. I guess I like them, except that they don't look or act like any Klingons I've ever known." <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, "I said they change showrunners at the end of season one, and they do a lot of work." To not discount what happened in season one, while also cor- course correcting what happened in season one, so bear with it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what, uh, so yeah, what that did was they do? <laughs> conversation that I had. All right. So, last thing today, uh, worth talking about. Want to make sure we have enough time uh, to watch this. Um, of course, we are um, the most excited about the return of the Star Trek that we have known and loved for so long, uh, the one that started it all. When uh, when there was only the original series to go by, only the movies, and someone said, hey, let's turn Star Trek into a universe. Okay, so you cannot call it the one that started it all. <laughs> all right, so let me, let me rephrase. This is the one that started the idea of Star Trek as a universe. Yes, um, sure, next gen. The, the idea that, that yes, that, Kirk that is out there. That we can go beyond, that we can say, yeah. hey, that was then, we're still in the same place, but we're further in the future. Yeah, or or we're in a different place, or we're in a the idea that 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 Star Trek represented an entire universe that existed, and and what I love, and I've said this before about continuity, I realize what I love about continuity. I love the space between. I love Picard and I love Kirk, but I love the idea that there's a whole bunch of shit that happened between there, and that any you know, and anytime you just go, hey, every time you like. like almost like data points on a graph, right? Here's what Kirk's doing. Here's what Picard is doing. And I can infer all this shit in between, which is the line. Um, right. Um, and I just watch it because what I, my thesis is going to be, I was surprised how much I missed these people. Um, but uh, in three, two, one, we're going to watch uh, the New York Comic-Con trailer uh, clocking at two minutes and 47 seconds for Star Trek Picard in three, two, one. So we've seen this before. Well, not this. Would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't know how. That is not true, sir. The name of his dog, number one. <laughs> but one is never safe from the past. Please, sir, someone's after me. I have an appointment. Your name, please, sir. Picard. P I C A R D. It's nice to see you up and around again. <laughs> obligation to investigate. There is no reason. Admiral, I am standing up for the Federation, for what it should still represent. This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. Go home. 
I told you to brace yourself. You said brace yourself. I thought it was going to be all action packed, like boop, 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 boop. Not like, yeah. oh my God. I know. Look who it is. Oh my God. Did you, did, it's like you forgot how much you missed these guys. I like, didn't know. I didn't. I was, and I'm seeing them. I'm like, oh, and when they're sitting on the bench, oh my God. And he's, so let me walk through it. It it, it opens on the vineyard. Oh. Uh, D- Data is painting what is clearly a dream. Data's they're in the original next gen uniforms. Yeah. Um, and and Data is clearly we're in the middle of a dream. Data still doesn't look right to me. No, um, he doesn't. I know. I I'm hoping there's an in universe reason why he's going to look the way he does. They we may just have to kind of deal with it. I think I love everything enough that if that's the data I have, I can, I can live with it. Yeah. But they also, Picard also looks older in that. So it's like, they're not, it doesn't like the, and it look like an attempt is being made to say that it doesn't look like an attempt is being made to say that, that they are younger in this trailer. So maybe he's imagining what it'd be like if they had had the opportunity to grow old. Then we cut to him and he's in his, He's in his house with his dog, number one. Um, can I say that just how beautiful- That kills me. That's what he named his dog. It's so cute. I can't stand the it. The cinematography is gorgeous, by the way, in all of oh, this. Oh, yeah. The lighting. That's, that's, I think, like, my favorite ugh. part of this is that this looks as good or better than any of the movies did. I Yeah. Um, <laughs> and And seeing them in this, being shot this way- is probably my favorite thing. It was, it was my favorite thing about there being uh, next gen movies. It was my favorite thing about Star Trek Nemesis. Frankly, is that that the one thing I can say about the first three next gen movies were that they all still looked like high budget. Even First Contact, they looked like higher budget episodes of the show. But Nemesis yeah. looked like a movie. It was nonsensical. It didn't make any sense, <laughs> but it looked great. It was a good looking film. This is even better looking. It's pretty, it pretty is. wonderful. I'm I'm pausing at little points. The Golden Gate Bridge on here is covered with solar panels. I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. Because of course it would be. Um, I love he's going be. into the Federation. There's some sort of museum. I love the the holographic Enterprise D above him. I love him spelling out his name and them going, yes. them going it's good to see you in your feet. And he's like, fuck you. Yes, I dick. loved, I loved that. And just the very fact that he has to like spell out his name, like, you don't know who Picard is. Like, I wanted to like, I, I was ready to jump through the screen and like beat the shit out of this guy behind the desk. Like, that's Picard, motherfucker. You don't know who that is. Don't you know who that is? That's so, Picard, bitch. <laughs> at just- the minute and six second mark. Uh, a door opens, and there are what clearly appear to be androids behind that door. Um, it, it is what it looks like. That is up front. 
has F8 on his forehead. Fate, which I think is interesting. interesting. Um, because they've always loved naming androids interesting things. Um, uh, this one, uh, it looks like a Sungian android almost. Uh, and it, you know, again, it goes back to, it looks like there are tons of them and they're all exactly the same. And it gets to a, uh, you know, goes back to th- that human rights question that is that was brought up quite a few times, but especially in the season two episode, Measure of a Man. Which is I'm a now seeing fabulous episode. I'm now seeing androids that are in service, and even the way that it's shot, putting the number on the forehead, it is it makes clearly it me- seem like they are a slave race. Like yeah, it, what, it, it is meant to make us feel was, uncomfortable. Yeah, like what they, what he was fighting against, what he feared, what he thought would be wrong was yeah. if we decide that this entity does not have consciousness, does not have the right to choose for itself, then if he duplicates it, what do we have? Well, and so that's a really you know, interesting thing. And that's thing. what so it we- looks like we have. And it's not. And it is not. It is most decided. And I like that right after that is when she says, this is not your house anymore. Go home. Because it is clearly not. That is so not Star Starfleet. Well, and, and I think, you know? That, you know, if you where Picard is supposed to be is I think, you know, everything that I'm seeing makes me think that, OK, Star Trek 2009 starts with the destruction of Romulus. And this is after that. And Picard was very involved in the Romulan stuff. And clearly, he's in an old Romulan warbird in this. In this, We'll talk about it. Um, but clearly, the Romulans are part of this as well. And the Romulans are going to be like a, a race that he failed because their homeworld was destroyed. And he, in the first one, he said there was a rescue mission to rescue Data and it didn't work. And he cares about Data. And you see Data's parts being assembled we thought it was data. Maybe it's these guys and he's dreaming about data. So you go, okay, so maybe the mission is he realizes that there is this race that is, that has been created and is thereby been enslaved. And he, you know, Starfleet is not interested in stopping it. So he is going to do what he needs to do to stop it, which is a very Picard thing to do. He is, oh, he's like, he's like, I, I disagree with the choice that you've made. And I, and I feel strongly enough about my moral decision that I'm going to fight you on it. That is Picard. Oh, that's, totally. you know, you know, when it at its best, that's first contact at its worst, that's insurrection, but that's Picard. That's what he does. So, so I'm starting to see what the plot of this might be. Um, I love the rain, you know, the rainscape he's out there at one point. There's someone talking to him saying, are you sure you're ready to go back out? There's an alien who I've never seen before. He almost reminds me of the traveler from um, yeah that, that like sure. went out with Wesley, and I wondered if that was him. But I've looked online; I can't see anything about it. Uh, you know, he makes the decision. He slaps on the old, the old style com badge that he used to have, and then January twenty third, <laughs> and we're like, boom! I love that they're taking ships into the old rocks that were used so much in. Uh, in the original series, he's getting together his crew. You're meeting everybody. Shots, wide shots of, of you know, of the desert and of Earth. It's supposedly Romulus. You have a Han Solo looking guy with this with a with a cigar that I immediately like. I immediately yeah. like this guy. I immediately like, like, I like him. Too. I don't know I who he is, but I like him right away. Yeah, and of course. Um, seven of nine. I love her. I love her. Yeah. Um, They've got uh, shots of of Borg body parts hanging inside of a cube, supposedly. Although it's interesting, you know, if you look at the shots of the Borg body parts hanging, there's a dead someone on the ground in a white coat, and and I wonder what I'm seeing because I see it looks like I'm seeing Seven of Nine is holding someone who has died, um, with with curly hair. Are we gonna say maybe Echep from Voyager? As, as potential dead person. Who is that again? He's one of the Borg kids. He's the oldest of the Borg kids. Oh, who went back. yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's. I, I almost thought, is it Chakotay? But this person clearly, you know, has brown curly hair. Is you know, so I don't know who we're seeing. Um, and then when we cut to the ships, I love when we cut to the ships, the the ship battles seem to involve a a Romulan warbird of the original series type right around uh minute 53 
there is it's clearly it's a Romulan warbird from the original series. And and that's really interesting that that was that would be the like <coughs> someone's found like a Romulan relic to go do this, I think is right. is pretty amazing. <laughs> um lots of actiony shots, shots of people looking worried, you know, lots of that. You know, Picard's gonna fight with a sword. <coughs> Seven yeah. of nine kicking kicking ass. Ask and then yeah. names. And then Riker. I mean, that moment when you just you see this tall figure cleaning dishes at the sink, you Stop hear dad, me. dad from the background. And I'm like, oh no, no, it can't be. It can't be. And stop yelling. I was like, it is. Yeah. Oh. And that the, like, and then you immediately see her. They must be married and they have kids. And that yeah. makes me happy. I'm sorry. And they're hugging and, and Troy is there. And they're excited to see each other. And then the last moment, we can't gloss past the last moment of of him sitting on a bench with Riker oh, and going, thanks for not, and, and, and he reaches over and he grabs his hand and he just kind of, he smiles softly and grabs it. And I go back to the first moment that they meet in Encounter at Farpoint where like, hello, sir. Yes, sir. Like it's, it's like when. Yeah, just the, the, how deep their connection runs at this point. Yeah, that they are, that they are, you know. They're family. They're family. family. That's family. That's a father and son that you're seeing. That's absolutely like that is absolutely why you're sitting and crying. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's pretty I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> this is why we can't take me to the movies. <laughs> so, so to wrap up our feelings on all of this, <laughs> go back to where we started, which is that you know we are. It's an embarrassment of riches that we can just go. Hey. I was saying this to Mrs. J earlier today. Like, hey, we can just turn on the boys. It's just a a, a new superhero show, a, a incredible budget that has got an amazing story like we've never seen before. Also, here's Star Trek Picard. Also, here's Discovery. Also, here's Short Treks. And you know, in between there, here's Marvel. And here's Star Wars. And here's the Arrowverse. And here's the jo- the Joker is the huge movie. This and they're summer. coming out with a new Batwoman show that I'm super psyched for. Yeah, it's like it's an amazing time to be a geek. The fact that it's a sure. Batwoman show, it's not Batgirl. Uh, just for starters. <laughs> um, yeah. And the CW has really been hitting it out of the park with these DC uh, characters. So I've got a lot of hope going in. I really hope they do not. Um, shit all over my hope but um, yeah like there's just there's a lot of good stuff I started watching a show on Netflix that was really good called um, Raising Dion it's like a supernatural. Oh, I saw the trailer for that that looks really good it is it is good like so far I mean I'm only a few episodes in and it's fucking phenomenal like just, just yeah there's all this good stuff out there <laughs> So we're remember when the day was that you like you had yeah it's next gen and quantum leap and that's it that's all yeah got. that's all and we reruns. had that was like so well an X Men the cartoon yeah like those were <laughs> pretty nuts all right ladies and gentlemen that's it that's check out for this week uh, thanks for joining us uh, coming up soon uh, Alexi is halfway through watching Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. She's definite opinions, which we won't tell you now, um, about about Infinity War. Apparently, am, opinions that you were confused by, so that should um, be interesting. Uh, and and opinions Just that to will whet be their appetites. Opinions which will be altered by Endgame. Either all right, it, we'll see. Well, no, here's the thing: there's no doubt that they will be altered by Endgame. Alteration can mean intensification. I just want That's to say true. that that okay. that that you will feel <laughs> you differently than you, after Endgame. You may feel differently than you do right now, in that you will either feel less like you do right now, or or even more. You may feel more like you do right now. So, in any case, it's going to be an intense discussion when we get there. Um, lots oh, of Star sure. Trek coming. Star Wars is just. I mean, fucking guys. One month from today, Disney Plus comes out and they drop the Mandalorian on us. And we're going to have to talk about that because holy crap, there's going to be yeah. a live action star. We're going to see, we're going to get new Star Wars at a movie budget every week. 
What is going on? I know. Like seriously, TV is just it's 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 really it's having a renaissance. It's where it's where it's at because you've really got the time to tell your story. There's so many there's so few stories that really can be told uh effectively in in a small you know, hour, 20, hour, 30, you know, two hours at the outside kind of mark. Uh, particularly when you talk about the stuff that you and I love so much, like sci-fi and fantasy. Like those are usually, typically, it's just very sprawling. You've got a lot of world building. You've got a lot of characters. You've got, there's just so much going on that you need time. You just don't got it in a movie. And it's awesome that we're living in a time when they're like, you know what? the money is there to do this long form. People will watch the whole thing that we have the attention span for it. We're not going to just, if it's a, if it's not a movie, I can't do it. Like it may be good, but like they're not doing that. They're going, wait, it's, I'm going to get the full story. I'm not going to have to fill in the gaps myself and make excuses for it and go, well, I mean, I know it seems like it was the, the, the next day but it really was like three months later that's why all of a sudden he could sword fight you know what i mean like shit like that like you won't have to do (laughs) because you can just show the arc um so yeah it's it's exciting it's an exciting time yeah very very cool all right my name is justin and my name's alex here trick off trick off bitches